Let's go back in time to learn the secrets of the past. See what love looks like when peering through those colored glass. Hindsight's 2020 or 13 to be exact. So let's dive into ancient history. Hello. And welcome back to Bachelor of Hearts presents Extra Credit presents Ancient History. The Bachelor Australia podcast that asks ye olde question. Max, are you are you baking something? It smells absolutely divine in here. Doesn't that smell incredible? What have you got in the oven? Have you uh, have you prepared some freshly baked traditional gender rolls for us to enjoy today? <laughs> no, actually, <sighs> I've uh, I've prepared a lamb curry. Oh, right. A lamb with a bit of curry, maybe? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Lamb on curry, the uh, traditional meal. <laughs> yeah, excellent. That sounds great. Of this franchise. Mm-hmm. My name is Xavier Betsky noonan and I love The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I've just decided that's my thing. Uh, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Max Quinn. Hi, Maxie. Hi, Xavier. How's it going? Do you know, I'm so excited to break down episodes four and five of The Bachelorette Australia with you. We have so much to get to, as always. Before we begin our episode today, um, I want to acknowledge that we are recording on the unceded lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and pay our respects to the traditional owners and custodians of this land and we extend that respect to any and all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander peoples who may be listening. So uh, let's begin the show. So the first uh, itty bitty bit of this week's pod, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the itty bitty of this week's bitty, mm-hmm. uh, will be available to you here in this here feed for free. But you can have episode... a nibble. You can have. Yeah. You can break off a crumb of this roll <laughs> if we can extend yeah. the metaphor. Look, you, know? you can have a little crimp to yourself, but the episode recap of The Bachelor of Australia, episodes four and five, are going to be for Patreon members only. Listeners, we love you. Of course, our regular season coverage will continue to be free, but if you want the deep dives, if you want the ongoing off-season content, it is $5 a month over at patreon.com slash... What is it? BOH pod. <laughs> Same thing as always. Yeah. BOH pod. Yeah, there yeah, it yeah. is. Fantastic. Uh, we'll have a link in the description. Uh, we love you. Thank you for being here. We, you get a little bit more and then we'll tell you when it's time to, well, you'll know. You'll, some yeah. other podcast, Sarah Kane will start speaking or whatever, you know. <laughs> what do I, I nearly said Joe Rogan. I'm like, I hope not. Well, anyway. Please, no. <laughs> now, let's, let's get into it. Do we have some new patrons that you would like to pokey rap hello to? Absolutely. So one of our, <laughs> this is great, one of our things that we're doing as part of uh, being on Patreon, if you want to give more money than $5, you're a, uh, you're a bigger person than I. Uh, Literally our favourite people in the world. Truly. And, uh, and you know, uh, we, we are endlessly grateful and thankful to you. There are a few of these people who are giving $10 a month to us, and I said that we would shout them out, and Max suggested that we should do it as a poker app, which is ingenious, and we will absolutely be doing that. Max, can you please give me a beat? Um, oh. <laughs> Wait, really? I thought I was going to be poker rapping them to the poker app. <laughs> you definitely will be. I am dropping the beat in now. 
they do people's full names? I don't think so. Probably not. Okay. Alba, Evie, Nell, Sarah, Katie. All right. Thanks to all those people. Truly more than I can express, particularly within the medium of Pokerap. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. I can tell already. We're going to be talking about the first ever two-on-one date in Australian history. We're going to be talking about the first ever prank in Australian Bachelor history. It's a good one. And there's probably a third thing. Do you remember? <laughs> Was there a third thing? We are baking. Remember, we're in the kitchen. That's right. We're also doing ba- great British bake. Great. Yeah. Um, but before we get into all of that, and obviously we won't be doing that for you cheapskates who didn't give us any money. <laughs> Can you tell how uncomfortable the whole money thing makes me? Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about something that is happening right now. Yeah. Something fresh. Something hot out of the oven, if you will. Is this a Batch World catch-up? As a matter of fact, it absolutely is a Batch World catch-up, my friend. Yeah. We're going to be talking about something that happened. (laughs) And that's what the segment is all about. Uh, The great Brooke Blurton. Perhaps you've heard of her. She made history last year as the Bachelor franchise's first openly queer First Nations lead, has announced that she is writing a memoir. Hello. The book will be titled Big Love and will be published in October of this year, which incidentally is when The Bachelorette Australia almost always airs, so I assume season eight fever will be sweeping the nation upon its release. Perfect time. I'm very excited. Um, the memoir serves as a major deal. As sorry, the memoir serves as part of a major deal with HarperCollins Australia, with which she will also develop a teen fiction series next year with Big Amble and Waka Waka writer Melanie Sawad. Um, we are thrilled that Brooke has the opportunity to tell her story on her own terms rather than through the lens of a heavily edited reality dating competition primetime television show, as much, mm-hmm. much as we like that type of thing as well. Uh, Brooke's life has been full of highs and lows and will no doubt be considerably more interesting and powerful in the sections which aren't about her experiences making The Bachelorette. <laughs> Uh, and we will no doubt have a lot more to discuss about it in the lead up to the release. Uh, but I anxiously await the day that I can add it to the BOH library. It's growing in uh, girth and capacity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might have to capacity move across that it. it has to hold words. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some of them are more pictures than words, like the yeah. uh, like the Tara um, sunburnt <laughs> child book, whatever it's called. I, I should have that on. Big Willie. <laughs> it is called like Big Willie's Big Burn or something. That can't be it, but Someone's it's something like that. sunburnt Willie or something. Yeah, like that. it's re- yeah. truly well and truly like that, and also like worth your time. I don't mean to be dismissive hmm. of it just because I don't remember the name. I don't remember anything about anything. <laughs> My faculties are failing me. Look, I am excited about the Brooke Blurton book. Book Burton, if you will. The fact that she hasn't called it Book Burton is a yeah. complete shambles. I oh, look, I would have loved for her to call it, for example, Blurton It Out, if it oh! is her memoir. 
What's yeah? What? Come on, come on! World of opportunities here. So, okay, well, let's talk about the title. So it's it's called Big Love, right? Yeah. And that's a phrase that brings a few different things to mind. But probably first and foremost, and this may not be for everybody, there was a I want to say a HBO show in like the early to mid two thousands that was about like a Mormon guy and his three wives and how he was trying to balance this relationship that he had with multiple partners, which. Blame me if that doesn't sound a tiny bit like the Batchy, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. There are parallels. Let hmm. me tell you, there are many of them. Between Vigny was in this? Oh yeah. There are definitely Seyfried was in this? There are definitely parallels between this TV show that I haven't watched and this book that I haven't read. And I'm gonna tell you <laughs> all about them. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's that's pretty that's pretty big. That's like a big swing yeah. from a from a recent but I mean, you know what? There have been other batches, like leads, who have gotten off the show and then written an, uh, a, a, bio, a biography, an auto. Mm, the Honey Badger's Guide to Life. Honey Badger's Guide to Life. Uh, God, what was Angie's called? Um, Angie Kent. Uh, Dog Kent is what I think it was called. Yes, that's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called If You Don't Laugh, You'll Cry. Oh. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> you got nothing else? Look, I'm excited about the TV show as well. If, Brooke, you are looking for a uh, script consultant, as someone who has just started working uh, in that field, yeah, look, uh, hit your boy up. Now, look, Xavier, that is your news item. That yes, is this is the news item that you have brought to the Batch World Catch-Up. The only thing that has happened in the last two weeks. I guarantee nothing oh, else. Huh? Con Tram, my friend. Oh, my goodness. What have you got? I've got two... Blistering news items for you. I live for this. This is great. What do you got? The roving reporter, Max Quinn, (laughs) out in the field with this Batch World catch-up. And I was thinking that it might be appropriate to continue the trend that we have started, obviously, with these first a few episodes of Bo Peck Pack. Bo Peck Pack. We didn't think too much about the title, I'm going to be honest. Not a lot. Bachelor of Hearts presents Ancient History presents... Wait, no. Presents Extra Credit presents... Yeah, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, By recognising important firsts. That's what we're doing, you know. In our episodes, we're noting when a contestant has been the first to say or do something franchise-altering. And I think that that should be... Kind of the parlance from here on out in this news segment, mm, yeah. like a, a mnemonic device for you to be able to remember who these people are. For example, you just did it yourself, right? You said Brooke Blurton, mm-hmm. the first. Openly queer First Nations leader of The Bachelorette. There you go. Great. And so if I were to say to you, for example, Nick the Honey Badger Cummins, mm. you would be like, that's the first. Uh, time that I... Um, really yelled at my TV while I was watching this show. I don't know. What, what do we got? Person in Bachelor history to strap on the feedback and go in for a bit of meat. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Very yeah, yeah. simple. So with this He's in the mind. the first one to not pick as well, also, mm, I should say. Also that. true, yes. yeah. We begin our Batch World Catch-Up, brought to you by Batch World Ketchup. Mm, it's red <laughs> like blood, but more delicious. Pick up a bottle of Batch World Ketchup at a green grocer near you. <laughs> or a red grocer. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But not a With red the... grocer because it's more delicious, you said. <laughs> Green yeah, would be grosser it. than this delicious Green red ketchup. Is... Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right in mm-hmm. that uh, that that those stores are aptly titled. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Look at that green ketchup. That's kind of straddling the borderline. Yeah, you remember, remember that? used to do that? Heinz Easy Squirt, which also mm. isn't the name of something you would release in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're giving um... this part away for free. <laughs> 
The Monique Morley, prominent anti-vaxxer. Oh, great. And the first person in Batchy history to... That's right, Xavi, call The Bachelor a dog cunt and stick around for at least one more episode because Matt Agnew had to send home instead a woman named Julia who caught perhaps the biggest stray in franchise history. Mm. Now, in addition to being the esteemed holder of that title, Xavi, can you guess what else she has been holding this week? Monique, um, she's been holding court in her Instagram stories... Um, I, I can only assume this is about her Instagram stories because they are deeply unhinged every single week <laughs> that I look okay, at them. Yes, this is one particular Instagram story that she posted a couple of days ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in which she is holding a giant fucking snake, Xavi. Oh, Monique yeah. Morley has acquired a snake. Yeah, so I knew this about her, actually. I did not. She's had this snake for a little while, I think, and right. she's just like... Fully like that's she's happy that that is one of the like less interesting or like noteworthy things about her. She's like, yeah, I have a snake, but anyway, let me tell you about the injections I'm taking to help with my post-COVID uh, vaccine. My word, like, oof. It is big. It is yellow. Oh, it's it big, is girthy, and I am afraid of it. Yeah. Do you do you feel threatened by it? Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. That snake's yeah. got what we all want. Poison. <laughs> That's right. Venomous fangs. Who's going around with a snake in their house? Certainly not me. If there's a snake in my house, something has gone quite wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is cause for alarm. And I like it that way. So that is the first uh, piece of news that I bring to this Batch World catch-up. Monique mm-hmm. Molly acquired snake. Okay, Moving we on. wish Mo- Monique Molly's snake all the very best. <laughs> uh, guess who, Xavi? Is thinking about going to Tasmania. That's right. <laughs> it's is it, Waza. Is it me now that I've found out that there's a snake here on the mainland? <laughs> Get me the hell out of here. Oh, no. You recall Waza? He of was the course. first man in Bachelorette history to... Uh, dress up like a chicken. And get scared and run away. He didn't necessarily get scared. He got uh, confronted <laughs> on a level that he had never really, you know, been yeah. approached before. Face deep existential dread while dressed as a chicken and then leave mm. the Bachelorette Mansion. He flew the coop. He did. He flew the coop. And guess what? Now he's thinking of flying to Tasmania. Wow. Wow. Yep. War- Warwick? Was that? Yeah, he's Warwick. Warwick. He is technically Warwick. Posted to his Instagram story this week, going to Tasmania this week. Any recommendations? Mm. And was a here's a recommendation for you. The James Bogues Brewery in Launceston <laughs> is quite nice. For sure, I thought you were going to say don't come back. I fully <laughs> thought you were going to say don't come back. He's lovely. And by that, I mean I had one positive interaction with him and that was enough. No, but, we like Waza. Yeah, he seemed all right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, Waza... Fly safe, my friend, or swim or whatever you're doing. Safe um, travels. Yeah, enjoy it down there. It's a little chilly. I hope you brought a jumper. <laughs> uh, great. I'm so glad you kept me up to date with those things that I uh, definitely missed. These are the things that I am here for. We know you as our intrepid news reporter bringing us the ah, hard-hitting well. stories. And look, what I'm here for is to live on the fringes, you know? Um Bart's sure. people is how I see mm, myself. Yeah, you're doing the human interests. So mm, <laughs> yeah, mm. excellent. 
Well, um, speaking of news stories that I missed, uh, I certainly was not aware of all of the commentary and discussion surrounding this beautiful television program when it originally came to the air in the great year of our Lord 2013. (laughs) Was it? I don't know. I'm not making a comment about 2013. Uh, But it's time for us to talk briefly about some of the reactions, some of the uh, coverage, some of the world outside the show of, of the year 2013. Uh, and particularly, I'm focusing in on the week of these episodes' release. So, first of all, I would like to read you a piece that I found in the Morabin, I want to say, Morabin, the Morabin. Morabin Kingston Leader, which is, I assume, some kind of paper of record. Uh, I assume it's peer-reviewed. It has been shared by the Herald Sun, uh, another great peer-reviewed journal. Um, And this piece is written by someone named Trolls Somerville, which I'm not... (laughs) It's not the reason I'm reading it out. I've just realized that that's a bit funny. It was published 22nd of... uh, It was published on the 22nd of... September 2013. Sick of falling for the wrong man, Bianca Martin has turned to reality TV in a bid to find her Mr. Right. So we remember Bianca Martin, right? Hopefully. She's one of the people on this show. We'll talk about her more as the episode comes to pass. She's a 31-year-old model who is one of the 25 bachelorettes battling it out for love on the hit series The Bachelor. Tim Robards is the first Aussie bachelor in the internationally successful TV show. Ms. Martin from Heatherton said the show was a chance to try something new. I was tired of the scene I was in, she said. I wanted to have a new experience and hopefully find love. She will vie for the attention of Mr. Robards, a chiropractor from Newcastle, in a series of elaborate single and group dates traveling across the country. Tim and the women will visit some of the most beautiful and romantic locations in Australia. Ms. Martin's hope ahead of the show was to fall in love, and she hoped Mr. Robards was the man of her dreams. With Australia's inclusion this year, The Bachelor is now produced on every continent around the world. So far, there have been over a thousand episodes of the show filmed worldwide. End of article. They got two sentences out of Bianca, and they went, we got ourselves a piece, baby. We got local girl done good. Mm-hmm. And I thought mm. she was from the house of Gucci, but apparently not. <laughs> I just really liked that article. I thought that was fun, and it's nice to be able to read an entire piece of journalism on the pod. Up next is a bigger scoop. This is uh, wait, wait. I have a question, mm-hmm. please. Um, so the continents are North America, South America. Africa, Europe, or what do you call that? Eurasia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Australia. but I'm just saying yes. I'm letting you go ahead. Please Europe, go on. Australia, Asia, and Antarctica. Uh-huh. Now, let me tell you that if The Bachelor has been produced on every continent... <laughs> Where I'm is wondering, that Antarctic and Bachelor? I want to know if we are missing out on a series of The Bachelor Antarctica. Can we get those episodes? Can we talk to someone? Yeah. Can I set my VPN to <laughs> <laughs> penguin mode or whatever? Uh, God, that's fascinating. I never even thought about that. But you're right. Every continent does include that one. It certainly does How include that one. How many people are down there? Look, I, I don't know. How many people are at Port Douglas 
Morton. Look, Morton, here's Morton the thing. Station. When I think about Antarctica, yeah, romance isn't my, you know, like, I'm like, it probably mm. would be pretty hard to find somebody, you know, to fall in love with there because. You're probably sick of that scene if you're, if you're a bachelorette <laughs> in Antarctica. Well, yeah, because the climate is not especially inhabitable for human That's beings. Right. At least to my knowledge. I could be wrong about this. <laughs> So, look, uh, a little bit of research for us to do here we'll on need the to Bachelor do some of Hearts presents ancient... Wait, extra credit presents Just ancient history. <laughs> Simply right. not going to do it ever again. Xavier, do you have any more texts to talk through? I have one more. And okay. this is a, an, a headline I have been waiting months to read out on this program. Uh, this is... I, on, on some level, this is, at, or at least was at one point, the main reason that I wanted to start our extra credit series with Bachelor Australia Season 1. Um, Max, we talk about the ratings of this show quite a bit. Um, we do. You know, especially recently because the ratings have started to slip a little bit and there's been, well, you know, I mean, there's been a wider conversation about how viewing is changing and um, maybe The Bachelor is a bit of a relic and, you know, pe people aren't tuning in to watch as it airs in the same way that they once did. Um, and it feels like a recent phenomenon, right, that the people are writing about this and talking about this, you know. We know hmm. that the earlier years of The Bachelor were among its most successful. Um, however, season one did not escape its share of articles about low ratings. And oh. this article from December 26th, 2013, written by Megan Reynolds for Mumbrella is an absolute doozy. I'm just going to begin with the headline. The man with the biggest testicles more appealing than the man with the roses. What? Okay. Ten had, I'm quoting from the article, Ten had the embarrassment of its reality <gasps> contest. Oh my God. Yes, I remember this. His <laughs> name's Wesley. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Oh, um, this is so, I am, you are drawing from a real visceral place oh in yeah. my memory. Oh yeah. Holy shit. I remember Wesley. Mm -hmm. It's reality contest. The Bachelor was outrated by the man with the biggest testicles last night. The Seven broadcasted the program about an American man with extreme scrotal elephantiasis uh, was first in its time slot with 805,000 Metro viewers at 9.30 p.m. Meanwhile, Tens The Bachelor, starring Tim Robards, had 612,000 viewers at 7.30 p.m., making it 17th for the night and 4th in its time slot. The Bachelor is 9th in Tens' tar target demographic of people. Yada, yada, yada. What I love, what I adore about this article is that it is the most dry, purely fact-based reporting of statistics that you have ever seen truly mm -hmm. just like putting data into sentences with absolutely no editorializing or attempts at humor except for two extremely small images at the top of the page the first of which shows tim robards in a suit and he's smiling and it's got a caption below it that says man with the roses and then a picture, a picture of a man with a gigantic bulge in his pants that hangs below his knees in what seems to be a very uncomfortable, like, staged photo with the caption, man with the testicles. Oh, my God. Okay, so I remember watching this. Mm -hmm. I remember watching both of these shows on this night. Mm -hmm. uh, I was living in our, our Walker Street house in Waterloo. Wesley Warren Jr. is the name of the man with the enlarged testicle. And unfortunately, he passed away in 2014. Right. So uh, he escalated to a weight of, I believe it was 250 kilograms and was trying his absolute hardest to get surgery to, uh, 
I don't know, alleviate uh, his his problems. So I watched this documentary this week. Oh, you did? Yeah, Fantastic. yeah, yeah. Because, yes. <laughs> because it's extremely related to what we're talking about on the it's podcast. It's related and it's moving, don't you think? Well, yeah. So I immediately felt terrible for, like, finding this article funny and... Uh, you know, I'm not here to, you know, tell anybody that they're wrong for thinking that I set that up like a joke or whatever, but you know, I, it, it's, uh, it, it was terrible. The man named Wesley Warren Jr. Um, in this documentary, he's got a sense of humor about it, but it's obviously completely ruining his life. Mm. Um, and the doco follows him in the lead up to, and the aftermath of corrective surgery, which was in fact, thankfully effective. So they were able to like, I mean, I won't go into the gory detail. You can watch it if you want to, but you know, they were able to, uh, remove the like swelling or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, the the tone of this thing is kind of sleazy. It's kind of voyeuristic. It's kind of like the start of this conversation about it. It's a little uh, like, you know, isn't this wild or whatever? But I do think there's value to this documentary because um, it really focuses on the like complicated machinations of the way that he had to, as you said, like struggle to be able to get this surgery. Um, yeah. He was not able to work. He's not like, you know, he, he was not like in a financial position to be able to afford the extremely expensive surgery. And so the most heartbreaking part about this, as I recall, is that he tried to do like a fundraiser. And yeah. this is a little bit before GoFundMe, I believe. But it's like that. It's like a crowdfunding sort of like, you know, asking around yeah. type of thing. And do you have the figure of how much he raised? Because I remember it unfortunately not being very, very It's not high. I don't have it in front of me. cost of the surgery. Let me see if I can look this up. Mm. But I know that yeah, it it was like a combination of that oh. and like trying to get insurance because obviously American healthcare, the American healthcare system is um, pretty messed up. Particularly if you're not employed, you don't necessarily have access to that. Um, and so it was like cobbling together like donations specifically mm. from particular surgeons and you know medical professionals and that kind of thing. Um, so it accident, well, I don't know, accidentally, but like, this is not what the documentary was made to do, but it, it becomes this quite insightful story about yeah. the American healthcare system. Um, and you're right. He, he did pass away in 2014, um, like a year and a bit after the documentary aired, um, from complications from diabetes and obesity, uh, um, yeah. which, you know, it is not hard to draw a connection between this very physically debilitating, um, like, uh, thing that he was suffering with and Definitely. an in inability to have a healthier lifestyle. Um, of course. Uh, you know, numerous other factors, I'm sure, entered into it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, really? I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's the thing. If you've got, uh, unfortunately, a swollen scrotum mm. to that, to such an extent that I believe his, his penis was buried right a foot inside his testicles yeah how are you how are you getting around it, yeah. like this so i think that um both in terms the, of like physical discomfort and pain and also obviously yeah. like social stigma and absolutely yeah. all of those things uh i believe channel four were pretty who who made this documentary were pretty panned at the time from mm. memory for airing it because it felt Obviously, like it was supposed to be funny or exploitative mm. or whatever in the year 2013. Yeah. Um, it, like it has both, but it's just like the way that you voyeurism. get people, and And obviously, like just the, the way that you market a show like this and the way that you Definitely. get people to watch it and, you know. Yeah. Well, this is the thing because they used to air like 
uh, Australia's cutest dogs in this time slot. And mm. then one, so this is just after The Bachelor has aired. And mind you, this is the first week also in Australian history where they started doing Wednesday, Thursdays. Right. Interesting. So they've gone Wednesday, they've gone Thursday, and uh, afterwards mm. uh, we're in the traditional like, haha, cute dogs time slot, which then was Gogglebox, which then was that good show that uh, the New Zealand woman hosts. Remember that from last year? Oh, the good show that the New Zealand woman hosts, yeah. You remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and instead here they put Wesley Warren, and I feel like it was marketed in such a way that was like, what? Yeah, for Rather sure. Rather than, yeah. you know, uh, something to be taken seriously and something that was kind of, by the end of the documentary, maybe to the documentary's credit mm. or to its absolute discredit, really moving. Yeah. Uh, but it worked <laughs> and mm. more people it watched effective. it. Yeah. Uh, then The Bachelor. And so congratulations to all involved. Not that like The Bachelor is some paragon of ethical, you know, <laughs> I don't know what we're getting at, getting at there. But anyway, that is the news. Um, I would like to say a big thank you to everybody who listened to this part of the podcast who is not financially contributing to it. I made some jokes about you before that I'm not comfortable about anymore, but uh, we're very grateful to you for for tuning in and sticking around. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, you can, if you want to, change your mind. It's not too late. Come on down to patreon.com slash pod. Or just come on back same time next time, whenever that is. I don't know when we put these out. But, uh, you know, find us on your podcast app. Share it around with people if you want to. Uh, we're on social media at BOH Pod. Um, you can find us there. You can always chat to us. You can check in on the Bachelor of Hearts uh, Osh Posting group on Facebook, which is where we and our lovely friends spend a lot of time. Um, but otherwise, just friggin' stay cool, baby. Stay cool, baby listeners. We that love will do you, it for you know? the non-Patreon part of the episode. We, in fact, do love you. And, in fact, uh, while we're saying that, we should also probably mention that goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Just one hope.